0: It's Andy Hall's Pick 6
1: on Laser 103.3. On this day in 1988, Iron Maiden released Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. In heavy metal, there aren't many bands who could say they accomplished what Maiden did, specifically in the 1980s, riding that tidal wave to this day as they regularly play in front of tens of thousands all these years later. Ironically, though they continue to make music, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son was the band's final release of the 80s, when most would say they were at the top of their game. Up the irons, I say! Today, I'm giving you my pick six Iron Maiden albums. Starting with number six, 1981's Killers. Paul Diano's final album, Providing the Vocals, this collection of songs brings to fruition the potential Maiden showed on their self-titled debut album the year prior with instant classics like Rathchild and the Ides of March, among others, leaving fans like us to wonder what could have been. A question I'm sure Diano has asked himself from time to time. Anyway, his tenure may have been short-lived, but there's no question he made a mark. Ranking number five, their 1986 release, Somewhere in Time. A really good album that I think has been judged unfairly by history. Of course, that tends to happen when releases on either side of you are the stuff of legend. Don't sleep on this album, friends. Caught Somewhere in Time is a hell of an opener. Wasted Years is one of the band's greatest singles of all time. Sea of Madness, Stranger in a Strange Land. Do yourself a favor, go back and re-listen to this album and do it soon. You'll thank me. In at number four, 1983's Peace of Mind. Okay, here's where we're entering the cream of the crop. Any of the top four on this list should be considered must-haves for any heavy metal fan. With this one, where to begin? I mean, I could literally go up and down the track listing. There are no duds. Nothing subpar. Everything top to bottom is virtually flawless. The Trooper, Flight of Icarus, Revelations. You may as well ignore the rankings and just consider all of these top four equal number ones. But we'll keep this charade going for the sake of conversation. Continuity. Coming in at number three, the aforementioned Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. This 1988 release has literal claws and fangs. Considering where hard rock had been in recent times around its drop date, it's incredible to think this heritage act could still hang with the new crop. GNR, Motley Crue, Metallica. Maiden was still easily the bigger draw night in and night out. And though their album output of the 80s would end here, their creative juices never stopped flowing, despite a sea change in music that was still to come. And yet, they persisted. At number two, 1982's Number of the Beast. Again, here's another one that could have very feasibly been given the top spot. Bruce Dickinson's introduction as the new frontman couldn't have been more explosive. This thing hits every bit as hard as Larry Holmes was, as boxing's heavyweight champion throughout much of 1982 and 83 when Maiden would have been touring on this album cycle. So why not number one? One word, gangland. Otherwise, the entire album is perfect. Down to the Maiden album I believe was there very best at number one 1984's Power Slave Think of the greatest heavy metal albums of the 1980's, Master of Puppets Rain and Blood Holy Diver, Killing Is My Business, Among the Living, British Steel. If Power Slave isn't mentioned in the same breath as these monsters, you're doing it wrong. This collection was even better than Perfection. Tracks like Aces High, Two Minutes to Midnight, Rime of the Ancient Mariner, and my all-time favorite, Flash of the Blade, made this album the most complete of the Iron Maiden discography as a whole. Front to back, track by track, I take this one above all others. And that's today's list. How do you rank these gems?